Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansers on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Here in Baton Rouge, we really think of ourselves as a big, small town where everybody knows everybody else. And Baton Rouge circles do tend to overlap, particularly in business. But there are so many companies out there you've likely never heard of doing really cool things and making their mark literally on the local economy and the world stage. With me today to discuss this is Guy Barone, president and CEO of one such company, Xenotech Global, a local business with a worldwide reach that has made its mark with its laser and rotary engraving systems that can etch a design onto just about anything you can imagine. Guy and his brother-in-law, the late Jay Hoffpower, founded the company in the mid-1980s just as computerized engraving machines were emerging as the required tool for professional engravers. They were young and smart and correctly recognized that the industry was ready for the next generation of engraving systems. So they set to work making the machines that Xenotech sells today to more than 7,000 customers as far away as Australia. Guy, who grew up in New Orleans and went to LSU, left the company for a while and went to work in public affairs at Dow Chemical and returned in 1996. And in the 23 years since then, he has helped grow Xenotech and guide it successfully through tough times like the Great Recession and good times like today. Guy, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Stephanie. It's uh, great to be here. Cool story. Joining me and Guy is Lane Zulke, a master engraver and owner of Southern Custom Engraving, which does the old-fashioned way, I suppose, what Xenotech's laser and computer-guided systems do. Lane's craft is an ancient and venerable one. He hand engraves firearms, knives, tools, and jewelry, not merely just etching somebody's name or initials onto something, but turning their prized possessions into a work of art. Lane was formerly trained as a jeweler some 30 years ago, but he spent about half that time hand engraving, which he now does from his own studio on Lobdell right here in Baton Rouge. His specialty is in guns, but he also cuts a variety of other objects, from fine woodworking tools to watches and jewelry. Though it's a highly specialized field, the internet enables him to reach a far broader customer base than he would have been able to just a few years ago. Lane, it's a cool story. You've brought some beautiful show-and-tell objects of your work, and can't wait to hear about it. You're very talented. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it. Glad Thanks. to be here. Well, guys, Xenotech's a fabulous story, and, and I don't think enough people in, in Baton Rouge here know about it. Um, why is that? How, how big is your customer base, and, and what's the market like for engraving machines? Well, we're a niche or niche uh, business. <laughs> we, we supply to all kinds of different businesses, whether it's a small mom and pop or the large industrial clientele that, that need to mark on a serialization tag or possibly for a trophy or a plaque or a sign. Um, some applications like lanes, guns, uh, for example, all kinds of different applications. So, uh, and we sell all over the world and through distributors as well as direct from Xenotech. And as a result, we don't have a lot of walk-in business here in Baton Rouge. We do the assembly here, 
uh, but uh, it's not something that we have to have to advertise locally. It's not like a retail storefront. Exactly, exactly. We uh, we manufacture a full line of rotary systems. We call rotary systems, which are CNC type systems, as well as CO2 laser type systems, and they mark on a variety of materials from plastics to glass to metals. And again, it's all based on the application of the customer. And you manufacture all the machines right here in Baton Rouge? We do. We do the research and development. We do the design work. We, uh, we farm out those parts, about 4,000 of them, uh, a lot of per commonality. Per machine? Well, not per uh, machine, but across but the product design, line. Right, yeah. Okay. And we farm out those parts uh, to machine shops and some off the shelf, but mostly to machine shops and other fabricators that produce the uh, parts for us. And we bring them here to Baton Rouge and we assemble them and uh, we add the software that we've developed to them and we test them and we send them out to the customer. That is so cool. Where is your manufacturing facility? We're on Airline Highway. Okay. Uh, across from that odd-shaped black building, the Ford Bacon and Davis building right, right across the street. And it's like a plant. It is. Uh, we've got, as I mentioned, a number of parts that we have to procure and, and manage and we put those together and uh, we uh, test the equipment and we send it out. Fantastic. So you're on one end, and Lane, you're sort of on the other end doing this the old-fashioned way, engraving by hand. That is That correct. is really a niche. <laughs> yes, How it is. How did you come to decide this was your vocation? Uh, I was working for a local jeweler here, Hannon's Jewelry, and that's where I got my first apprenticeship as a jeweler. And somewhere along the way, uh, as I was learning to hand engrave on jewelry, I saw a photo of an engraved firearm and knew that it was what I wanted to do in the future. And so over the course of the years, I just uh, slowly pursued it and uh, taught myself basically from the scratch. Wow. Mm -hmm. And so what kind of tools do you use? Like little um, chisels, knives? Hand engraving is done the old-fashioned way. Very, very simple set of tools. It's basically a small steel chisel that's a little bit harder than the parent material that I'm cutting. And at one time, all of those chisels were hand pushed and then when we started cutting guns and harder steels like that we switched over to hammer and chisel so I drive the wow. chisel with the hammer. Mm -hmm. and, and you're able to make flowers and swirls and leaves in very complicated beautiful patterns using a hammer and a chisel. I can. I can create just about anything that you can imagine or that you would see drawn with a pencil. Uh, the chisel is basically my pencil, and I just create art on steel canvases. Indeed, this is art. And I would imagine it's not cheap. No, it's not, <laughs> an, it's not inexpensive. Uh, you know, you're basically investing in a piece of artwork yeah. when you purchase an engraving from me. So who, and who are the customers for this? My customers come from all over the world. Uh, a lot like Guy, I don't have a whole lot of local customers. Uh, with the advent of social media, uh, my work is, you know. You don't need them. Uh, no, I don't anymore. And uh, I get work from all over the world, basically. Wow. Uh, Much competition for what you do? There's very little competition. Uh, in the States right now, there are a total of 50 certified master engravers. Uh, I became a certified master engraver two years ago and there just aren't enough of us to keep up with demand, so. Who certifies a master engraver? Who, who's the accrediting body for engraving by hand? In the United States, we lack a guild system like you have in England, and so uh, in the early 80s, a group of engravers got together and created the Firearm Engravers Guild of America, and they judge the work. It, once a year, you're allowed the opportunity to present items for uh, inspection. And they judge the work and certify you uh, as a master. 
That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. You love to think of guilds. It's so medieval. Now, Guy, you all are really on the high-tech end, and you all developed the software way back when for your systems, and I suppose that software, no doubt, has continued to evolve over time. Correct. You have software engineers on staff. Correct. Uh, uh, well, you, know, you mentioned in your, your introduction that uh, Jay Hoffpower truly was the, the mastermind behind the entire company, a brilliant man. Um, was a self-taught programmer and basically bought one of the first computerized engraving machines from California. He took the machine and decided that he could do more with it uh, than it was currently doing with uh, the software that it had installed on it and began writing a software package that supplemented what was being sold with the machine. And from there we you know, encouraged Jay to develop our own machine and as a result Zenitech was born, the zenith of technology okay. uh, was born and uh, the rest is kind of history. Unfortunately Jay passed away in 2000 uh, which was a significant blow to us but uh, fortunately he did have a big impact on the folks that, that remained and we have a good culture and as a result we continue to develop software and hardware moving forward and we've got some great machines. So then do you sell direct to dealers or distributors or how, how all, is, all your of di the what above. is your distribution? Channel, yeah, yeah, all of the above. Uh, we sell direct to our customers. We've got about 7,000 customers worldwide. Uh, we sell to those folks because they buy additional equipment. We have distributors that, that buy our equipment and resell it. Uh, we sell to all kinds of different companies. Whether yeah. well, it's, who uh, is a customer? Yeah, it could be a, a large multinational company that has a manufacturing facility and needs to mark on a part, a serial number or some other type of, uh, of uh, piece. Uh, we sell, uh, for example, Boeing uh, makes uh, a number of uh, pieces that have to be marked if there are a plane crash. For, and So we sell them equipment. Um, uh, Rolls-Royce makes jet engines, and as a result of that, they have to have parts marked. We sell to them in England. So, uh, so, so your in, customers include Boeing and Rolls-Royce? All types of large. Ford Motor Company, large companies that uh, have industrial facilities that have to mark on parts. Uh, but in addition to that, we sell to the mom and pops. You know, here in Baton Rouge, uh, for example, just around the corner from us, there's a company that has two or three pieces of our equipment, uh, the Crown Trophy Store. I was going to say, you sell yeah. a trophy stop. Yeah, David Searles over there and uh, his folks. And again, there's some others as well. The Gold Star people buy from us. And uh, essentially, they take our equipment and they make trophies and plaques and name tags and engrave on glass and all types of other pieces of material. So we sell to the small mom and pops in addition to the large companies. The military, uh, lots of uh, naval bases and Navy ships, for example, use our equipment. Um, in on their ships and in, within their facilities. So, and how many employees here in Baton Rouge? We have about 15 uh, right now. We've, we're down a little bit uh, than we were before, but and that's one of the things about our company. We're we're a small company, but we have to act like a big company. Mm -hmm. We have sales and marketing and tech support. Uh, we probably get about 400 calls a week from existing users that need support on how to use the equipment. Uh, we have to do customer service. We do procurement. We do production as we talked about, shipping and receiving and uh, accounting and all those things that a big company has to do, but we have to do it with a small number of people. Yeah, 15 is not that many. Yep. Lane, what about you? Do you have employees or are you on your own? I am a one-man show. Okay. Yep. Uh, as a, you know, an artist, I pretty much work alone in a small studio. And, and you're on Lobdell? I'm on Lobdell near the, uh, the local library. Mm -hmm. Very nice. And, and do you, you have to handle all the shipping and everything? I mean, somebody sends you their precious firearm and... 
I take care of everything myself. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, half of my time is spent uh, administrative shipping and receiving. And a lot of time is spent at the bench with a pencil in hand drawing. And then about a third of my time is spent actually cutting. So, so you sketch it out on paper first with mm -hmm. pencil? or? Yeah, I, I work with pencil. I sometimes work with computer to do layouts. Uh, but most of it is spent with an old-fashioned pencil and sketchbook. And, mm -hmm. and were you an artist as a child growing up and a young person? Is this? Would you sketch for hours on end? I wasn't one of those uh, kids who you know, were sketching comic books when I was young. It's, uh, that's actually the hardest part of my job. The actual cutting and working with the tools is the fun and easy part. Huh. Uh, for me, sitting down and drawing, that's the hard part. Trying to get what's in my customer's brain out on paper and uh, get it ready to cut onto a firearm, that's the hardest part. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you. Do they tell you what they want or they give you a vague idea of what they want? Do you have to get them to approve your sketch before you go ahead and break out the chisel? Yeah, it runs the gamut. Uh, I've got some customers that come to me and they've got uh, you know, an idea in mind and I'll you know, refine it for them. Some of them just like me as an artist and they just want to see what I come up with. So they give me carte blanche to pretty much do what I want with their firearm. And they will ship these in the mail. There's no challenge uh, with, with shipping guns around? There are some challenges. Uh, you know, you can't just ship a firearm back and forth to anyone. So I have a federal firearms license, and that allows me to ship back and forth. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Lane Zulke of Southern Custom Engraving and Guy Barone of Xenotech Global. We'll be right back after this very short break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Lane Zulke of Southern Custom Engraving and Guy Barone of Xenotech Global. Guy, um, you all don't do any actually engraving yourself. You're strictly the machines. Do you demo? Or? We do demonstrations, of course. If someone has an application that they want to make sure that our product will market properly, they'll send in their piece and we'll, we'll do a, a, a little sample form and send it out to them and so that they can actually see that was done, maybe do a videotape, or they'll come to our office or go to a distributor site and do the same thing. But we do not do any engraving. Yeah. We get calls from time to time. Uh, from folks that want something engraved and we don't do any of that because that's basically in competition with our customers and we don't want to get in competition with our customers. So speaking of competition, what is the market like for what you all do and, and who else is making machines such as yours out there? Is it is there a lot of competition? There is a lot of competition. We've got competition on both sides of our product line. On the, on the rotary or CNC, small CNC type, uh, we've got probably a half a dozen or so companies that are in that business, um, some in Europe, uh, one or two in the United States, and a number in the Pacific Rim in China uh, that are popping up. Uh, fortunately, I think our technology is still in a, uh, a little bit ahead, and mm -hmm. we still have good solid equipment that lasts a very long time, probably too long uh, in some cases, but uh, so we still have pretty good advantage over some of those manufacturers that may be less expensive than us. On the laser side, uh, that's probably a faster growth area of our industry and there are about two or three different uh, U.S. manufacturers that do a great job um, that we compete head-to-head -head with. Hmm. I still think we've got some good advantages over them from a productivity standpoint, uh, but also, you know, on an international level, that's also an area that a number of manufacturers are popping up and uh, that we're competing against. It seems like it's so easy today just to get online and even if you have need a, a lot, you know, thousands of something, you could just get it 
engraved, at least laser engraved, right, from yep. some sort of Chinese yep. house overseas and get it shipped in. Yeah, so. it's, uh, that's really made the world a lot smaller. And as a result, you know, we have to be competitive. But it's also changed our distribution structure because it used to be that we had to rely on distributors to go door to door, basically, giving demonstrations of our equipment. Whereas today, people can pop online, they see our equipment, they know the specifications, they're much more tech savvy. When we started back in the 80s, you had to teach people how to use a keyboard. Right. Uh, today, it's a lot different. Uh, you know, you've got folks that are, are really advanced in their ability to use technology. And so the training and the curve is much smaller. And as a result, we're able to sell over the phone in many cases or over the Internet. What kind of revenues do you all do? Uh, well, you know, I don't want to <laughs> distinguish too much there because our competitors may get a hold of this. But um, certainly less than $10 million, a, good, okay. a good bit less than mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And, and, and how much, for instance, would, a, would an engraving machine cost, your top-of-the-line Well, our, our top-of-the-line 2436-hundred-watt um, system would sell for about $45,000. Yeah. Our, our least expensive system would be about $7,000. Um, and there's a lot in between because we have accessories and we've got we, – we have a philosophy of trying to upgrade – our existing customers with newer technology. So we don't want them to throw the baby out with the bathwater. If they've got an engraving table that still works very well, we want to give them the latest technology with that engraving table. We can give them new electronics and new software as opposed to mandating that they buy a whole new machine. And so uh, we, we offer a lot of that in the five to $6,000 range. Okay. Lane, how much do you charge to engrave somebody's prized that's, heirloom firearm that's one of the most interesting questions that i get from customers <laughs> is uh you know when they come to me the one of the first things i ask is how much does it cost to engrave my gun and i always tell them that it's kind of like asking how much does a car cost uh do you want a you know a volvo or do you want a ferrari right. and so it runs the gamut from around two thousand dollars as a base price on a, on a pistol or something like that on up to thirty, forty thousand dollars for a uh, hundred percent coverage on a shotgun or a, a large pistol. And, and, and will somebody send you just a, a shotgun that they might buy off the rack at Dead Bass Pro or something, mm -hmm. or are these usually really special guns? The guns that I engrave, they do tend to be special guns. They're guns that have been passed down through families. Uh, they're guns that are special to the customer for some reason or the other and they tend to be commemorative pieces. People want to commemorate something in their lives and they come to me and I, you know, yeah. I find something that works for them. It, do you carry very large insurance policies to protect these valuables I do, I do of carry, others? <laughs> I do carry insurance, but, uh, and I have an extremely large safe in the shop that uh, everything's, you know, kept in. That's very, very good. Mm -hmm. Does anybody in other countries do this, or is this just a, a thing in the U.S.? No, no. Uh, engraving really is fairly recent to the U.S. Uh, I would say that England is probably uh, the, the home of uh, firearms engraving. Hmm. It's been done there for hundreds of years, and it's a fairly recent thing in the United States. Uh, we've got a much smaller engraving community in the United States than uh, you'll see overseas. Uh, part of the reason is that in Britain, shotguns are basically engraved before they're assembled. Okay. Here in the States, you don't see very much of that. Um, mostly what I work on are guns that people have already purchased, and then they're coming to me after the fact. Mm -hmm. So you, you all, I mean, we talked about the Internet and how that's changed everything. I mean, are you marketing primarily online now, or are there other 
ways of promoting yourself? Is it word of mouth? Yes, primarily online and word of mouth. Uh, the internet has completely changed my business. Uh, I, I can put my work in front of people that never would have been able to see it before. Uh, it's also changed uh, the, the teaching aspect of the business. Uh, there aren't too many places that you can go to to learn hand engraving. And so we've been using the internet as a forum for beginning engravers and uh, passing on some of our knowledge onto them. So you do like YouTube videos or do you have training videos? And I actually do have a YouTube channel, uh, Master Engraver TV, where oh, I do some uh, informal training for beginners. And then are you able to monetize that? I mean, do you, mm -hmm. okay, you charge actually, to watch the videos or do you have people that advertise? No, they're free on, uh, on YouTube, mm -hmm. but uh, I do, you know, take some revenue from YouTube for those videos. And I also uh, I get a lot of customers from uh, YouTube. Yeah, I bet Surprise. you do. Mm -hmm. I bet you do. And Guy, how do you all advertise and market? Well, um, we pay the Google really? folks some money, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Organic hits as well. Yeah. Um, and again, we do trade shows, and we've got distributors. And, you know, to be honest with you, one of our largest markets are existing customers. You know, when they need sure. additional equipment, they call us and... Uh, it's not uncommon for us to get several calls a day from existing customers that need uh, more capacity or need new equipment, et cetera. So those are the primary ways that we, uh, we sell. Now, can your machines do pretty fancy things like they Lane can. does by of course, hand? Not yeah, again, it's all about the, uh, the developer with regard to uh, maybe using CorelDRAW or other uh, application software and how skilled are you at that. And if you can create it on a computer screen, you can engrave it. Um, there's some nuances with Lane's work, of course, with depth and with the many different things that would be very difficult to replicate with a computer system. Uh, but yeah, there's some really intricate and neat things that you can do with a laser uh, as well as with a, a rotary system. Lasers definitely fill a need uh, in the industry. Anytime you've got a manufacturer who is trying to produce a, a pretty shotgun, but doesn't want to, you know, spend the money to pay an individual to engrave each one. Uh, lasers have come a long way, and some of the engravings that I see these days are almost indistinguishable from hand engraving. Really? It's very impressive to see how far they've come. Are you worried about them? Or you know they'll not, never be able really. to really? Not uh, really. Everything that I do tends to be one-off pieces. Uh, they're singular pieces of artwork. Whereas with a laser, if you're going to go through the trouble to program the machine to reproduce this piece of artwork, you're going to do it in multiples. So it, they don't, we don't really you know, step on each other's toes very much. Do you have a lot of repeat customers? I do. I would imagine there might yeah. be wealthy gun collectors somewhere with a whole case full of beautiful... Absolutely, absolutely. I've got a number of repeat customers. Uh, we tend to plan projects years in advance. And I've got guns that have been sitting in my safe for a couple of years because we're just waiting for the, for the right opportunity or for the right idea to come along. Is there other, um, do you draw or make other art I mean, besides? No, pretty much strictly engraving. Okay. That's it. How is Baton Rouge, y'all, for, for what you do and for where you're based? Has it been a good place for, for Xenotech or for you, Lane? Would you be able to do more if you were somewhere else and life just plopped you here or what? Yeah, life did plop us here, and, and uh, we don't have any regrets about that. Uh, I think there's plenty of talent uh, for what we need uh, within our company. Um, and if we need something else, we can easily get it mm -hmm. on, on a remote basis. We've had uh, several employees that have moved away and continue to work for us on a contract basis. Um, I, again, with technology available today, for example, our, 
our tech support people uh, once worked in our office full-time and have uh, since moved back to their original homes, uh, Ohio, Georgia, some other areas, and um, they, they answer calls for us all day, and in fact, they're more productive. Um, the fact that uh, they're working from home and, and have, are able to take more calls and help more people. So, Interesting. Yeah, we're, we're not uh, limited by the fact that we're here in any, any way, shape, or form. No, the world is a much smaller place. You know, with the Internet, uh, people can access me from all over the world. So, uh, you know, I'm not limited to a local customer base. That's one of the nice things about right. you know, what I do. And, and, and you have the support for everything that you do here. Mm-hmm. You could yep. do it anywhere. Oh, absolutely. I can engrave, uh, you know, I can engrave on a boat. I can engrave in a hotel room, <laughs> uh, you know, during a conference. I can engrave just about anywhere. <laughs> if it's not in rough seas, I guess you can. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you all see yourselves in three to five years? What's the future for Xenotech and for your industry, guys? Well, I would love for us to continue to evolve from a development standpoint. I think there's a lot of opportunities um, from a software end of things as well as uh, implementing new technologies. There's so many technologies that are tangent to ours, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it uh, be a YAG laser. Currently, we sell uh, CO2 lasers. Uh, just to take our existing platform and be able to, to evolve into some of that other technology, as well as on a software end. One of the things we did was we have our, a wonderful piece of application software. It's got six million lines of code wow. in it, and it's extensive about wh- how what you can do with this particular piece of software. But it still doesn't fit every application for every customer. And so as a result of that, we've now developed a print driver that allows you to use any software uh, that you would like to run to run our system, uh, so that that opening of our system uh, has allowed more people to buy and, and utilize uh, our system. So things like that we'll continue to do and hopefully expand uh, the use. And um, I'm sure Lane won't probably need to use us, but because uh, he's got such great talent with his his uh, artistic ability, but but others um, will to be able to uh, use our systems for their applications. Is there any way y'all can work together? Or- it, it's kind of interesting. We don't, you know, like I said, we don't step on each other's toes. But I have used uh, drag engravers, pantograph engravers, laser engravers in the past to lay out items before I start cutting them. So it's uh, it's a handy piece of technology, and they they blend pretty well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And and where do you see yourself going in the? It's kind of funny. I you know, from my whole career, I've been looking forward to. Uh, becoming a master engraver and that was the end of it for me and uh, <laughs> you know now that I've got that uh, teaching I think is the next step for me uh, for the, a long time engraving had stagnated because there weren't enough teachers in the country and it was really hard to find an apprenticeship as a beginner and like I say now with uh, online teaching opportunities uh, you've got you know more students than ever who are lined up to learn this stuff so all right one of the next things I'll be doing is going to one of my main suppliers, GRS Tools. They maintain a school in Emporia, Kansas. And so starting next year, I'll be teaching beginners there. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. Lane Zelke and Guy Barone, it's so great to see local entrepreneurs not only making their mark on the economy here in Baton Rouge, but on the world stage. And it's been delightful to hear y'all's stories today. I'm glad to be able to help spread the word about what Southern Custom Engraving and Xenotech Global are doing. So thanks for taking the time to share your stories today. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Guy Barone of Xenotech Global and Lane Zulke of Southern Custom Engraving. 
You can find out more about Xenotech Global and Southern Custom Engraving by going to the links on our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. Our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino, Ann Edelman, and Dave Winwood. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. You can hear this show and past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world.